Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome to our Legacy Leaders podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Carol Dewey, and I have Solly Rodriguez-Saez with me today. And she is an estate planning attorney. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her background and how she got started. Hi, Solly. Welcome to our show. Carol, so nice to be uh, like here with you and, and your amazing podcast. I have to congratulate you for taking the initiative of doing a podcast that has uh, so much uh, information that is needed. Everyone needs this. So it's just so refreshing to know that there's people out there doing this. Yay. My name, my name is Soli Rodriguez. Uh, Carol mentioned I am from Puerto Rico, born and raised. And then I moved here to Florida in 2010. And I have my two bar exams from Puerto Rico and from Florida. And I don't know, a lot of you may not know, but Puerto Rico is kind of part of the U.S. We're a commonwealth, so a lot of things translate from one place to the other. However, we still follow the civil codes from the 1930s and from like, the Spaniard laws. So I can relate to a lot of countries in Latin America that follow all of those types of, of laws, especially when it comes to succession planning and all of that. And um, and then here, common law. Yay! <laughs> So I, like I said, I'm from Puerto Rico and I, when I moved here, I did a little bit of family law for a while. And then I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I've always been interested in, um, in finding something that I can feel that I'm fulfilling some sort of purpose and I'm helping people. And to me, this type of law, which is state planning and probate is, is that is um guiding people and their families and the people they like and they don't like <laughs> that's true to move forward and you know we've worked so hard throughout our lives to get what we have and your sweat and, <laughs> and tears and then all of a sudden we we all know what's gonna happen at some point of course sorry if you didn't know <laughs> but you know, it's it's good that we we find ways on how to leave that to the people that we care about and try to avoid the court system if we can. So that's a little bit about, I'm sure I have a lot of stories. So. <laughs> well, when I was when I was reading up on some of the things that you, you know, how you got to where you are, it didn't seem like you really took the the regular track to law. So what was it about law school or estate planning that really attracted you to to come into this side of the business 
So I do have a kind of like a, you would think it's a normal story, but not really is. <laughs> so my background, I did my bachelor's in advertising, public relations, and dramatic art. As you can see, I'm very dramatic and I move my hand a lot. So that I wanted to do a master's in advertising and or public relations. And I was so sure it was going to go to BU. I was going to be like, yeah, this is it. I have my life figured out. I did a lot of, I was telling Carol, I did a lot of TV production, radio production and theater production and all that. So that was my thing. And um, I come from a family of attorneys. So my mom was a prosecutor for many years. My grandmother was an attorney. My grandfather was an attorney. My dad is the only one that saved himself from this. And then my sister is a judge. So, well, at that time she wasn't already an attorney, but not a judge. But, you know, I come from a family of attorneys and all throughout my life, I was like, no, that's not me. I'm never going to be an attorney. Nope. Nope. You're going to be an attorney just like your mom. Nope. So I tried to avoid the attorney path as much as I can, but I was avoiding it because they were criminal attorneys and I've never been into that type of law. So when the time came of me deciding to, if I wanted to go to do my master's in BU, as I thought that I was going to be doing, I thought that I was going to stay one year like working at an advertising agency and then, you know, apply for my master's and all of that. Well, around that time, my mom was like, why don't you take the LSAT? Why? Wait, see how it goes. If you don't like it, that's fine. You can just be one year. And if you don't like it, it's good. It's good. And I knew my mom was going to be like here, blah, 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 if I didn't do it, right? So I was like, I don't think I really have any other choice. I did. But, you know, I had wanted my mom to be happy. I wanted myself to be happy. And I was like, okay, I'll just take the LSAT. If I get into law school, I'll just like, whatever. I'll wing it one year. Fine. But then I moved away from my house. I went to a law school that was far away from my house. And granted, my mom was also a law school professor in the in the University of Puerto Rico, which is one of the best universities there. <laughs> I was like, I cannot be in my mom's shadow, you know? So I have to go and find my path. And that's what I did. So I went to law school in another town. And while I was there, I was having so much fun and loving everything there. <laughs> I was like, I can do this for three years. I'm good. So I did. And then when I was there, I realized that I had uh, a lot of passion for helping families and I'm figuring out what could be done to help people, you know? Um, so a lot of the subjects that I was interested in was uh, estate and then also um, family law and some torts. So I was like, I can save the world with this profession. <laughs> when I graduated from law school, I moved here to Florida and uh, I started working at a personal injury law firm as a paralegal. And I realized that the world doesn't necessarily work the way that I thought it did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> from there, I uh, went to practice uh, family law and family law was very intense, very intense, very intense. And I saw that families were not necessarily on the good side. They were mostly suffering and then they would take it all on to you. You know, like I was responsible for their issues and, and things like that. Of course, they would blame someone. And I was like, after two kidnapping cases, I was like, no, I really don't like this. So I was like, working with a law firm that was already doing some state planning and probate. And I realized, oh, I really like this. 
So I started doing that and I saw the potential of helping people. They left the office with a smile on their faces and they were like, so thankful. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I really like this. I feel like I'm helping the world. So that's what I did. And I went on my own uh, during COVID. No, not before, not knowing that COVID was coming. And when COVID was hit, I was, well, right before that, just right there, I received a call from a, a family member and he's like, I need you to help a friend of mine. And I'm like, what happened? And he's like, he is 41 years old and he was just, he received the, the news that his cancer is not good and we know what's going to happen. Or like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah, I need you to come him to see him in the ho- uh, at the hospital and, and talk to him to see what he needs. So I went there, met with him, the nicest human being that you can ever imagine. He was a TV producer for one of the biggest Hispanic networks here in, in the U.S. And um, I sent them with him and, and we talked and talked and talked. And at the end of the day, he was like, this is all I want. And I, I need to create scholarships and I need to write. I'm writing this book and I want this book to be published. And I need this to be my money to be used for this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I sat down and I drafted his trust and I created this whole legacy plan for him. And when he passed, they did a huge celebration of his life at uh, the biggest TV network here in Miami. And they invited me. And when I was there, we're talking about like thousands of people were there. And then they were streaming this, broadcasting this to different other places that they had their network, right? started reading the things that he had left and his legacy and i what i do has a purpose this is my purpose so that gave me the reason why i was doing what i needed what i'm doing and what i do and i'm most likely to help a lot of hispanic folks out there because we come from different like i said uh systems so a lot of them don't even understand what they can do here in the U.S. They don't they don't really know what the extent of their planning could you know entail. So I do I, I took the initiative from there on to do conferences and I just go to Hispanic groups or I mean not only Hispanic groups but everywhere. I just put the word out there. I'm like planning, 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 planning. Please plan and uh, most mostly for incapacity as well because you know they called and then they. They're like, oh, my dad and my mom are going through this. And I'm like, are they cable? Are they able to sign a document? Are they here? Oh, no, they're not. Oh, I'm so sorry. I cannot, you know. So those are the things that really move me and that have created my path. That it's, as you know, <laughs> not a typical path, but it has, it sort of is, but it's not. <laughs> but it, uh, it's what moves me. Definitely what gives me purpose. That's awesome. I mean, you can tell that you have a whole lot of passion for what you're doing now. And, you know, it sounds like at least part of your ideal client is still in the Hispanic community. Is there anything else that you would add to like who your who your ideal client would be to work with? So technically, it's, of course, anyone that's gonna, if you know anyone that's gonna die at some point in their life, I can help them. But that's <laughs> No, mostly, I would say that my sweet spot is anyone with around the ages of like 30s till 60s, because they are the generation that has to take care of their children and their parents, right? Baby boomers, 
and like but like i call my parents like all the time and they call me hey with questions and stuff i'm like ah the baby boomers baby boomers <laughs> but yeah we take care of our parents and take care of our children so anyone mostly yes hispanic community but i i take care of everyone and um one of the I have my practice, but I also work with another practice that uh, we specialize in asset protection. So it doesn't matter how much money a person has. The important goal here is to make sure that we find a plan that works for them, particularly, and then for their family members that they will have to take care of regardless at some point. So, okay. Well, if somebody wants to work with you, how do they find you? Well, they can find me to using my phone number <laughs> 954-947-6053. And then uh, solely srodriguez at wfblaw.com. The website is, I think it's wfblaw.com. Ofoliatrustsrslegal.com. Great. And are there any misconceptions that people have that you've run into that you really want to kind of set the record straight on at this point? Sure, you've heard this a thousand times, but a will doesn't keep probate. <laughs> That's true. When I do my conferences, I bring props and uh, I make them very interactive because I want people to pay attention, right? So I even have Monopoly money and everything. Don't steal my... <laughs> but um one of the things i do is i sit down like those attorneys that you see in the movies that are like almost dead and then they all like roll the will that you know old and you know falling apart yeah they're reading like the script of like oh the wanna goes to so and so the house goes to only my child that cared for me forever la 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 and this all of these kids are disinherited and they're like Right. Well, think that that's how it works because that's what portrayed it's portrayed out there, and it does doesn't work like that. It's a simple document. It's a will is a document, and it always has to go through the courts unless they decided you know did the beneficiary designations or something beforehand. But uh, that's a big thing, and also. And you don't, like we were talking about incapacity, don't wait until someone is going through something for to have documents in place. And by documents, I mean, just get a power of attorney and a healthcare surrogate. Those documents will save lives, literally, and especially for children that turn 18. And most of the parents are like, oh, they are always good. They will always be our children, you know, and I think that I can make decisions for them and I can go into the bank and they are going to tell me the information or I can make a healthcare de decision. Ooh, it doesn't work like that. Also, spouses, they think that because they're married, they can just go into the bank account of like the spouse if it's in the <laughs> title just in his or her name. And be like, yeah, I'm the spouse of so-and-so. I can, can I have access to the account so I can pay this and this? Where's the power of attorney? <laughs> oh, no, but we've been married 25 years. Doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. So I would say that incapacity documents are the most important documents that any human being, just because they're humans and they are alive, should have. Mm -hmm. Just everybody needs one. And the guardians for the children as well. Because if something happens and God forbid you're gone, you're just, if you have it not designated who's going to stay with your child, especially if you're alone here, it's just like a free Willy Wonka ticket to the 
my peer system. Here you go. Here's my child. Woo. Bye. So those are documents that really everybody, everybody needs. Well, you were able to share with us a really great story about the TV producer guy that, you know, that was a, a success story. Are there any that are more of the horror story type where it's like, here, buyer beware, or, you know, if you don't take care of these things, this is the kind of thing that can happen? The top and recently one that I saw a lady, I think it was November or December, and then she came to my office. She was a referral from a personal injury attorney. And we sat down, super nice lady, and she's telling me that one of her sons is the one that has been taking care of her for a long time, that the other kids don't really care about her, and that, you know, she feels bad. So she brought this document to me saying it was her will. And I'm like looking at the document, and I'm like, well, it does look like it was a nice try to come up with a will, but this is what's wrong with this document. And I started stating, okay, this doesn't have witnesses. It wasn't signed here. It doesn't have a notary stamp, but like, well, many things, right? And as she was leaving to her son most of her assets because, you know, he was always taking care. He was even paying for the house that they lived in. So long story short is that the kids called me. I think it was like a month a month and a half ago, and they're like, well, my mom passed. I Do you have her documents? I'm like, she never came back. And we followed up with her many times, but she never came back. And they were like, what? And I'm like, she did it? So we have nothing. And he's like, she had a will. And I'm like, that was an invalid will, which I clearly stated to her that it was an invalid will. So good luck. I mean, I get, I'm here if you need me to help you with the probate process, but this is how it's going to go. All of the kids are going to receive equally, blah, 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 blah. This guy was devastated. Mom didn't take action. It's not like we know when our expiration date comes. <laughs> so, and it happens a lot to me that they, a lot of people call me like, oh, my dad is in the hospital. I don't know how long we have. Um, I even have drafted documents for people and then I've sent them and it's just too late. They just weren't able to sign them. So it's just sad when it happens. And and the saddest part is when I have to say, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. This is way like you need guardianship. You just need to go through the court system at this point. And it happens so often, so often that, you know, it's not even about distributing the asset. It's just taking care of the person that is incapacitated. So well, it sounds like you're passionate enough about what you do that they don't actually have to come to your office. You, you will actually go see them where they are if that's necessary. Oh, yes. I, it all depends. Of course, I like them to come to me. <laughs> not, not, I'm not a mobile attorney everywhere. <laughs> no. Uh, but most of the times, if uh, I mean, when it's something that really needs my action right away, definitely, or I can always make the arrangement and, uh, for capacity purposes. I do have my mobile notaries are very aware that if the person is not able to understand what's happening or signing, I mean, I'm not putting my license at risk <laughs> for anyone, nor their license. So I'm very strict about those things. But as much as I can do to help uh, a person that is going through rough times, definitely I'm there. But the important message is please plan ahead. Please, please. You think that you don't need those documents, but you will. You never know. You never know what could happen. So very good advice. Very good advice. Because I have in my industry too, in the financial services industry, I, I experience 
a lot of the similar things that you do in uh, in in the law practice of just trying to get people to understand how important it is to really you know take care of things ahead of time. Nobody likes to talk about their ultimate demise, but it's a reality. It happens to all of us. One, some live longer than others, and but it it does happen. So. One thing real quick that gave me also purpose was recently I went to a trip to Costa Rica and it was for New Year's and on the 31st of December, I was just having a picnic with my friends, literally in front of the ocean, sitting on this beach mat. beautiful. Nice. Then suddenly something bit me and I was like, oh, I feel itchy and it started to get really bad and I went running to the reception so I could get something. And they only had Benadryl. And I was like, this is definitely way more serious than that. I was like, my skin was already like covered in bombs. And I was getting all dizzy and blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I completely passed out. And they ended up giving me the Benadryl, which was just here. And I couldn't even, uh, you know, swallow it. And I was gone. I was gone. And all of the, on the only thought I had, it was, my son, my son, my son, my son, my son. While they were able to take me to the hospital and I think that the Benadryl started kicking in right just there. And I only, like, I was just thinking, oh my God, thankfully I have my stuff in place because I could have been gone just right there. I'm still young. I mean, I'm a fast young. So, um, you know, it's like these things happen out of the blue. You don't know. You don't know. So... I was like, yes, I don't need to put the word out there that, you know, and it was beautiful. They posted on it on, on Instagram and Facebook and everything. Not because I want to PD from people, just plan and let the people that let the people that you know, that you love, let them know that you, you love them, you know, and just spread the word, tell them how much you care for them. Forget about stupid, you know, fights and things in life. Just erase it. Let them know you love them. And, uh, and there he started getting all these messages. Like, I was like, but yeah. I'm glad it all worked out because it sounds like it was a terrifying experience, but a very, you know, a nice personal story to kind of wrap things up. But is there any last bit of advice other than that that you want to share or you want to share with us also one more time how people can get a hold of you? Yes, sure. A real, well, one, th uh, one thing that I thought about real quick when you mentioned the financial industry and all of that with life insurance is please name the trust if you have children as the beneficiary. Don't name your brother or your sister to take care, take that money to take care of your children because if they pass away, then that money goes to their children or their spouses and not your children as you intended. Very good point. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot as well. <laughs> it does. It's easy happening. Right. <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, you can reach me at solely at Trust SRS Legal or srodriguez at wfplaw.com. And my phone number is 954-947-6053. That's great. Thanks so much, Sully, for sharing all of this with us. I appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.